Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Don't pump I'm but a dance dance. Wear these spandex pants, pants. My ass looks good when I dance, dance. Don't pump I just dance, dance. Hi, vibrators. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the planet. I'm your host, Megan Granger, and today's show is really going to be something else for you guys. Um, If you listen to the show regularly, if you're just brought here for the first time, something you probably know is that the only thing inevitable in life is change. And we have some pretty big changes today. We do. Oh my God, who's that? (laughs) You guys, Dana Moon, Superficial Magic favorite, co-hosting Superficial Magic. Hi, guys. Oh, that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Me. (laughs) Hi. Hi. We have some, uh, some pretty big some pretty big news um of our own lives what we're we doing do. yeah so dana and i um are actually working the 12 steps we decided we're, that we're gonna start we're we, we're gonna start we have to ask for someone to help us next week yes we joined codependence anonymous aka coda mm-hmm. for short and um, we haven't been able to go a lot because one of us is always out of town. Oh, I thought you meant we haven't been able to go alone. <laughs> well, we haven't. <laughs> That's one right. of us is out of town. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm not going there by myself. I'm oh. going out of town tomorrow. You're not going to go. No. As a course. true codependent, no. we need each other yes. to go to the meetings together. Right. So much that we needed each other to go up and talk to some lady. <laughs> I started stealing all the literature. I thought it was free. I was like sticking it in my bag. Yeah. At the end of the meeting, Megan looks at me and she's like, we're going to do this, right? And I was like, yeah. And she just like sprints over to the table where there's like packets of like, you like buy it. And Megan's just like putting all, like grabbing all of it. And the lady's like, "Um, you have to pay for that. And she's like, okay, I'm going to put it back. I was like, okay, well, I don't want it that bad. But like, really, how do I get a sponsor? So apparently in this program, I, I you're probably not even supposed to be talking about this, but whatever. No, uh, you, you just can't talk about other people and what they say. But well, we can I'm for sure going to be talking about you and what you say, even <laughs> if you don't want me to. Behind my back. <laughs> the secret podcast shit talking Dana. <laughs> She's so insane, people. You don't even know. Um, but yeah, I, I we were like, so where's our sponsor at? Like, how do we start this shit? And she was like, oh, um, you don't get a sponsor in this group because you become codependent on them. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah. So now it has to be some sort of like, we have to go to a coffee shop. We have to have group sponsors. We have to have group sponsors. But what if we get codependent on everybody in the group? Which is already happening. <laughs> I'm already like, who's in my group? <laughs> Are they going to leave? How can we be together 24-7? <laughs> we're gonna be fine we're gonna be great it's you know what it's honestly going well um we're also gonna start a segment called superficial magic hold on it needs to be something different than just the actual name of the podcast superficial magic segment segment okay it'll just be called segment guys now for the segment Okay, guys, now for the segment. Here's our segment. Okay, but it's superficial magic where we talk about something superficial in the news and then we make it into magic. Like, then we put our magic twist in it. Just make it spiritual. Exactly. So, obviously, we're not dumb. We're going to talk about Adriana 
Grande. Ari- Ariana. Ariana. <laughs> Ariana. Wait, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Why is her name so hard? I don't know. Change your name. Change your change your name. Change your <laughs> ponytail. Okay, so Pete Davidson. Yeah, they're engaged after like three weeks of dating. I'm obsessed. Uh, you're obsessed. I'm on both of their Instagrams every day. So I have to. I have to see what's going on with them. You read that she manifested this. She wrote, "I created you." I created this and I was like, I need to know more. Right. You've been talking about it a lot. I know. I need to settle down. But here's here's the thing. It's like Pete to me is just like this kid from Long Island Mm -hmm. who is a comic. Right. I've done shows with him. It's not he's not a celebrity to me. Right. But he's with like a mega superstar. So I'm I'm like, oh, my God, I could be with a mega. I could date. Ooh. You know what I mean? So he, yeah. He's like a, an expander he's for an me. He's an expander for you. Lacey Phillips term, you guys. He's expanding you. So I've become obsessed with the relationship. Yeah. And a part of me is like, you know, it's like this like crazy whirlwind romance that they're showing to the public. Right. And like, I don't have a love life right now. So like, I need to like, you know what I mean? Live vicariously through someone's Instagram that's so sad no it's not <laughs> it's totally fine I I think that there definitely should be in our codependent meeting and that this is going to go very badly yeah. and P- Pete Davidson is a person I have tried so hard in my life never to run into because he's exactly the sad sleepy-eyed type of dude that I'm gonna try to fix for the rest of my goddamn life so and forget about your own work mm-hmm. yeah codependent so i'm glad she's taking one for the team but i hope he doesn't take her too far off her path well, or that she, she doesn't as well you know she seems like she's still on her path i mean I, she's yeah she's killing it right now she didn't quit doing music and uh she's get like, another cat like i would have done she has three songs that are on the billboards okay you are truly obsessed three of her songs are on the top 10 billboard charts I don't even know one of her songs, except that one where she's saying, like, no tears left to cry. <laughs> Turn on the radio at any time and that song is playing. How does it go? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I literally don't know, but I know that that's a song. <laughs> so also huge in the news. Um, this you guys have probably seen on TMZ as well. We're opening a phone line for Superficial Magic where you guys can call in. Here's the number. 1-833-3-MEGAN. M-E-A-G-A-N. 1-833-363-2426. Okay? Tell me more. You guys have questions. Dana and I have answers. Call and leave a message. Even if you're drunk, that's fine. Ooh, wait. Can we encourage them to leave drunk messages? Please leave any drunk, sober, anything. Okay. You guys have um, emailed me a lot. Thank you so much because I wanted to start answering questions. Uh, please leave them on the, the voice memo thing. Uh, or mail. The voicemail. Voicemail. <clears throat> voicemail memo. I'm sorry. I just got tripped up on the word mail because I'm obsessed with men. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Triggered. <laughs> I'm so triggered, triggered. right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you're going to call in, you're going to leave a question, and we're going to uh, answer it at the end of the show to the best of our ability. Oh, this is so fun. It's really fun. Um, yeah, so so call us. Uh, so another change that's occurring in our lives is that you're coming over to the light side with me. Um, 
eating wise, you've been pretty much blackout drunk for like a month, right? Blackout drunk. Um, I feel like you're making it sound uh, a lot nicer <laughs> and sweeter. That yeah, I've been I've been drinking a lot. What have you been drinking? Like what what kind of booze is it for you? I mean, I love wine mm-hmm. and tequila on the rocks, right? And um, combining as many uh, liquors as possible when I go out. Oh, that's exciting. I had an incident which what? made me rethink everything. Okay. I was back home and it was my sister's birthday and my brother was like, let's go out for a drink. And Done. He's, and he's, it's never one drink with Wayne. And he's buying like everything. Wayne, is that your brother? Wayne, like shots, cocktails, beer, whatever. I'm combining. And I must have blacked out. <laughs> Because I came home and ate a whole jar of olives. Yum. Spices. Mm. They were very spicy. Call them out olives. I don't remember eating them, but in the morning, something happened. What happened? <laughs> the weirdest thing, I, this has never happened to me. I only threw up olives. There was no alcohol. I wasn't sick from anything I drank. I Wow. That must have like burned. It burned and the spices came up and everything came up exactly the same. And I know this sounds gross, but like, no, it's not gross at all. But I, I still was like, oh my God, I was just so sad. I'm like, olives are ruined. <laughs> I was just so sad that all of, you know what I mean? Cause you can't, <laughs> no, you the can't, thing you throw up. No, you can't go back. Guess who's still eating olives? Who? I'm so gross. We, we love, we love olives. We love olives. We really do. We yeah. love them together. You're cutting out, um. Alcohol. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. And sugar? Sugar. What did sugar do to you? <sighs> sugar is probably one of the most intense drugs <laughs> Were in you my like life. snorting it, injecting it? <laughs> All of it. <laughs> I use it when I'm sad. You're putting it on a sad man's dick and licking it off so you're codependent. (laughs) Megan, stop talking about the things you do. This is about me. Let's keep it on me. I I just, to me, I get so dependent on it. Like at the end of the night, I'm like, I had a shitty day and I just want like frozen yogurt or ice cream or chocolate. Yeah. And then immediately I feel better and I want more and more and more and... I don't, it just, to me, it feels so artificial and fake. It's like, I'm putting something in my body to make me feel a certain way. I feel good. And then I want it again. Yeah. It's addiction. Yeah, it is. It is. So you're, so, so you've cut out these two things. Cut out these two things. Sugar is uh way hard, is way more challenging. Oh, absolutely. Because it's in fucking everything. I've got you hooked on the Thrive Market Thrive? stuff now. Yes. I love. Which is crazy because you can go in and be like, show me stuff that doesn't have sugar in it and we'll deliver it to your door in two days everything pops up what's your favorite thing so far the uh, organic creamy almond butter because i have almond butter i use this as whenever i am craving sugar Mm -hmm. it's like a tablespoon and i'm good you just i just take it like do you put it on anything no you just eat it an apple maybe or it's just like i'll put it i'll just like eat it straight out of the <laughs> I live alone <laughs> I live alone Megan don't judge me no I actually do the same exact thing it's it's so yum yeah yeah I love it it tastes sweet enough to where you're like 
I'm giving myself a treat. But it doesn't give you that like crazy sugar rush where you're like, I need more. Oh my God. Give me more. Yeah. I, that roller coaster you. is intense. Yeah. It just like fulfills you just a perfect amount. And then you're like, okay, I got this. Okay. So how so you're only eating one of those a day? What do you mean? How many tablespoons of... Oh, like I'll, I'll probably have one in the morning and maybe one at night. So maybe like two, maybe like two tablespoons. Just like a serving. It's okay. Like, just like it's like 180 calories a day or maybe more. <laughs> and that's all you're eating. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I look so great, you guys. This is all I'm eating all day. So in case you guys don't remember, Thrive Market literally is 20 to 50% off everything it's like whole foods but comes to you it comes to you and it's cheap as fuck i'm obsessed with it i want to eat everything just from it for the rest of my life and if you use my code uh thrivemarket.com forward slash superficial magic you get the megan dana discount hey girl 25 percent off on top of what's already been taken off so i'm pretty much stunned because i've kind of committed to a healthier lifestyle because it just keeps getting delivered to my fucking door and I have no choice. It's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. But I I'm you don't not really, have to get in your car. No. And I'm not really drinking anymore. I'm not eating sugar. How are you feeling? So good. And you notice it in your skin, by the way. Oh, yeah. The first, whenever you cut out sugar and alcohol and all that crap, like immediately your skin starts glowing. Mm-hmm. And I, when I got a facial, I was like, how can I look younger? And she's like, what's in your diet? That's the first thing she said. She goes, it doesn't matter what you do on the outside. You can pay a ton of money, but if you're not putting good food, stuff in the inside, yeah, it, then it doesn't matter. Damn. Yeah. It's true. Also, uh, can't you order um vitamins too you can order vitamins you can order beauty products you can order like everything Everything. yeah she also told me um vitamin b Ooh. um and calcium down calcium thrive market gonna get another uh gonna get another order well i'm proud of us i'm really proud of us it's um it's all organic so that's good Mm non-gmo it's just great it's it's good for the world it's good for us all the packaging is recyclable i know i was just gonna say that it's crazy there's a seafood box that i get instead of getting like salmon out all the time i i don't know i'm saving money my skin's glowing everybody's been um messaging me i almost said on myspace that's not true (laughs) on instagram saying i look great you do look great Thanks. Thrivemarket.com forward slash superficial magic. Do we have anything else to to update them on? The episode. Oh, is my fire. God. The episode is so good. I can't stop thinking about I it. I have to be honest. This episode has deeply changed my life. I'm trying. I'm talking to friends and I'm trying to send them this episode. And I, I am going, oh, it's not released yet. It's not released yet. No. Because these are things that I feel like everyone deals with. So um, essentially, I ran into my friend Teo in a very weird way. We'll explain it to you. He's my meditation teacher. And he just agreed to be on the podcast again and sat down and got real, real with us about self-worth. A lot of self-worth. And ways I'd never thought of it before. How to manifest through relaxation. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. which that's is what grande and davidson are doing oh you're just relaxing and it's coming to them mm-hmm. yeah 
And he breaks it down for us in a way that I haven't heard it before. No, me either. And these are all things that we've read about. God knows we've read enough. I mean, literally all of my spiritual and self-help books in my apartment (laughs) are about this. But the way he talks about it and breaks it down, I get it in a way I didn't get it before. Me too. He gives us ways and and tools to put it in our day-to-day life, which... Not a lot of people give you that. A lot of people no. just like to talk and listen to themselves like I'm doing right now. I'm obsessed with the <laughs> I'm obsessed with like a good tool you can put to use in yes. your life. And he he gives us some. So you guys listen. It's really good. So um the other day I was having a full spiral per usual. And uh I went and walked out of my front door to get a coffee. And as I was walking by this little restaurant, my meditation teacher, Teo, was just sitting right there like he was waiting for me. He doesn't even technically live in the city. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he came and drank 90 iced coffees with me and we had some really interesting conversations. And I thought, hey, come back on the podcast, Teo. Welcome back. Thank you very much. It's amazing to be here. And I manifested this moment um, because you guys were supposed to record yesterday when I couldn't. So uh, I made sure things happened. Actually, that sounds evil because I think, didn't somebody, didn't the producer like, okay, no, okay. Bad joke. Like that was totally a bad joke, but I wanted to be a part of this. (laughs) Wow. Ray, if you're listening to this, um, we're so sorry, but yes, Teo and I did drive to the West Hollywood, um, studio poor ray was in an accident so we ate noodles he lived right he lived he lived he's fine ray lives and uh what happened to him like like it was just like a bump fender bender uh he did mention last night that he has a concussion okay so nothing to joke about (laughs) sorry i literally literally forgot that that was the case i just know that you guys went to the studio and it didn't happen ray we love you so much so does dana um no it's fine we're not joking about it he's gonna be just great um so yeah there was a million things that we talked about that i was like we should have started recording right when i saw you (laughs) i know right (laughs) and then they'd have three days worth of yeah and i I also i i was at the matcha place and i don't like matcha I didn't even know what I was doing there. I was sitting there. He was sitting there so confused, just literally <laughs> waiting for me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing there. You don't like matcha? No. <laughs> what type of person? Get out. Get out. No. That's what she takes from us. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, Finn, are you allergic to cats? Yeah, but I love them. But so do you want to push her off? No. Okay. Are you going to, are you going to die before we finish talking Maybe. to you about? I'll live. Okay. So I think the most interesting thing that we were hitting on is self-worth because, of course, I was sad about some situation and dragged you over to drink the iced coffees to talk about it. And you were kind of explaining to me what self-worth is. And you told me the most beautiful quote ever. So why don't you hit Dana and I who are hitting Codependence Anonymous hard together? Very hard. And we're working the program. Yeah, we're we're doing it. This is so codependent that I needed you to reaffirm that we're doing the twelve step program. Are you sure we are? Okay, great. When are we starting? Will you be there? <laughs> okay. So I just pulled it up because even though I miraculously was able to, ow. Okay, Finn. On, Finn is like digging her claws into me. A little, a little bit. <laughs> oh, bye, she Finn. Yeah, she's she's sweet, but then you know. Yeah. 
they were a little pointy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so we were, I'm going to, before I, I tell you the quote, I'm going to read from it just so I don't miss a word. But um, we were talking about where self-worth comes from, and I think it's a good idea to just sort of back up just a little bit, and, and I'll give you a brief before I read it, and then we can get more into it. But self-worth is usually, or, or that intellect, it's ignorance. It's not, um, no matter how, many, how much evidence you can put, put up, you don't deserve anything. Or once, once you, you're the universe. Exactly. Whoa. Exactly. Which is true. But I can say that over and over and over and over again to people, except everybody has an intellect which likes to put the hand up and say, that sounds like spiritual bullshit. Don't tell me anymore. I'm not the, you know, it's, it sounds all nice and like really LA ish to say you're the universe, but it's not true. And people don't think it's true because they're not experiencing it. Mm. So when you learn how to meditate, one thing that you and I know through direct experience is that when you meditate, your individuality sort of collapses into universality. You transcend, you go someplace and where you go is an unbounded silence space state of pure bliss it's pure being and that pure state of consciousness is where all individuals issue forth from so if you pull back if you're in the practice of pulling back you know twice a day into that silent space then after a while this whole self-worth thing just isn't a conversation anymore Mm. you know um so what i was telling you yesterday is my teacher's teacher's teacher was a guy named Swami Brahmananda Saraswati. And when anybody learns with me, I do puja to him. I do a gratitude cer- ceremony to him. And he was the Shankaracharya of India. And, you know, arguably one of the most enlightened people that's lived in the past 500 years. So when he was teaching, it wasn't his individuality wasn't teaching. It was the words of the universe coming out of him. And this is what he said. Okay. Get your pens out. You deserve the best. Never feel unworthy or not justified in having the best. I tell you this is your heritage, but you have to accept it. You have to expect it. You have to claim it. To do so is not demanding too much. And I want to break that down so it hits home. Please. Okay. Um, remember, this is the universe talking. This isn't an in, this isn't just a man wearing an orange robe with a beard trying to be inspirational. You know, he doesn't have it's not any a meme. followers. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't care. This is he. He's speaking to probably to other swamis mm. who are in a high state of consciousness, and he's he's trying to drive a point home. You deserve the best, not the worst. And not second best. He says you deserve the best. Never feel unworthy or not justified in having the best. Now that's huge. Sometimes we don't think we deserve things because we don't feel worthy. Well, we did all that bad stuff, you know, those bad things, or we have those bad thoughts. So I don't deserve it. Or I don't have the right look, so I don't deserve it. Or I don't have enough intelligence, so I don't deserve it. Or not justified, you know. We make justifications for why we don't deserve things or why we're sad. Um, 
I tell you, this is your heritage. That means birthright. But you have to accept it, you have to expect it, and you have to claim it. <sighs> okay, expect. Wait, accept, accept. Expect. Expect. And claim it. And claim it. So In that order. Yeah, accepting it. First of all, in order to accept it, you it's helpful to get direct experience with it. And the thing is, is that we have all these people who want to grow. They want to become better people. They want to become happier, but they're not willing to learn a meditation practice. Now, you don't even have to meditate. If you can find another way to transcend and move that individual wave, flatten that individual wave out into that ocean of pure being, that's fine. Find any way you can to get there. What about Molly? Molly. <laughs> what about mushrooms? When you're on Molly, you know you deserve the best. Because right. everything is the best. <laughs> and you expect everything. Well, what about people who say that, you know, they don't have time. They're busy with work. Maybe they have a family they're taking care of. Like, well, they have so, time to you know suffer, I mean? don't they? I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Because right, right. a lot and of people have crazy busy lives. And it's right. like setting aside, what, 15 minutes twice a day? Yeah is challenging for some people. It is people. challenging, but they have to ask themselves what, what, what price is their happiness worth? What are they willing to surrender to, um, to get a little bit more happy or to release a little bit more stress? And a lot of these people don't want to surrender the two hours they spend on their phone. Or the it's hours just the they memes. sit worrying. It's, no, it's such an escape. <laughs> yeah. And I know, like, I know when I get home and I like lie on my bed and get on Instagram and social media and like scroll mm-hmm. around. Like, I my first thought is I'm like, this is not, this is toxic for my brain. Mm-hmm. But it's also like I'm just in a state of escapism. Like, I nothing is going through yeah. my mind. But that's fine. And like, then I wasted four hours. Yeah, but memes are fine. <laughs> Believe me, I'm I'm like. Megan showed me one yesterday when we were just cracking up. <laughs> I didn't even think I'd probably seen it before. It was still funny, and I still wanted to see it. But, but there's room for both. Yeah. I just think people, people have all these priorities, and if you look at all their priorities, what are their priorities for? Let's say family, relationships, uh, you know, career. What is all that for? It's to... Be happy. Be happy. Find fulfillment. And what they're doing, it's just the mistake that fulfillment lives outside of us and that we have to import it. Fulfillment, as any wise person throughout history has ever said, is inside you. Mm. That's, that's a fact that we just can't get away from. No matter what your beliefs are, you can, no matter what direction you point in in terms of like, well, I'm Christian or I'm atheist or I believe in this, you, you're, you have a wise person somewhere in history that you look to, and they said, true happiness is within, or the f- fulfillment is within you. So all that other stuff, it's, 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 a, it's object referral happiness. I'm a bag of need, I'm not fulfilled, and I have to go out there looking for it. And so you waste all this time looking for it when you can just meditate and then start having that ex- direct experience right away. And then once you're fulfilled inside, once you've um, saturated your mind and your body and your soul with it, then nothing can make or break you. And then you have all this extra time, which mm. is very weird because you a lot of irrelevant patterns and 
habits fall away. So when we're not codependent anymore, we're going to have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I was, I was thinking about this because I'm like sitting down to do a writing packet. And the first thing that I do is I'm, I have negative self-talk. I'm like, who do I think I am to write on somebody else's show? Like, you're nothing, blah, blah, blah. Like, I literally, these thoughts go through my brain and I kind of fight them. So half the time I'm writing and half the time I'm like fighting these thoughts that I'm like worthless. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was like, okay, I'm not going to listen to those because that's, you know, that's my negative self-talk voice and I'm not going to give into it. I'm proud of you. I give into it all the time. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go eat some donuts when when that happens. So I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. Yeah. But I think (laughs) it was that meeting that we went to. Yeah. We went to a meeting on Wednesday and people sharing their experiences and you just feel like, oh, this is a thing like we all deal with. And I'm not, it's not true for me because it's not true for other people. It's kind of like you needing in a way to affirm that. Um, wait, so back what you were saying. So it's, um, accept, expect, expect, expect and claim and claim. Yeah. I like expect because I feel like whenever you make that shift and you expect more, mm-hmm. uh, I guess improvement in your mm-hmm. life, you start to see it. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. What this else? is an yeah. intention driven universe. Ooh, really, say that again. This, this is an intention driven universe nothing happens unless you intend it to happen oh, uh, that's so good but it's true it's true so good yeah okay is it yeah it's just yeah. a fact no i think he's good okay. hey hey <laughs> um yeah i mean they've done these there's this experiment that they've that they've done and uh, this is simplified but they've taken a they have this box and what they do is they clean out the box this is you know in a in a laboratory setting and they have really fine instruments and what they did when they first discovered this is they would put in you know the photon probe to make sure it was clear of every every particle so they had a probe for photons electrons, things like that. And they'd put it in and then they'd find that there's a photon on the end of the probe. So they take it out and then clean out the box again, put the probe back in and there's another photon. And they did this with other instruments. Okay, now there's an electron and now there's a, you know, whatever. Um, What they found, what they started to realize was the reason a photon was appearing was they were putting in a photon probe. They were manifesting a a particle or a wave um, from the unmanifest, sort of commanding it out of the unmanifest mm. into the manifest because they were looking for it. Right. That, it that blows intention. my mind. Yeah. It blows my mind that two people can do two different, like the same experiment yeah. and their intentions will, will like give different results. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But that's why like, I'm kind of skeptical of science in a way because it's like, (laughs) because experiments are all just scientists getting together, expecting a specific result and testing it, expecting it, testing it, expecting it. And then it's like, here's the proof. Right. That's why quantum physics is really interesting because it rewrote all of science because they realize that too. Like if we're just Dr. Joe, I don't remember. I'm going to say, I'm going to look up his name. But if they're, if, if you're doing experiments, then the observer is affecting the experiment, which is what 
Yes. Yeah. It's fucking weird. It's crazy. It's crazy. So then I think where I'm struggling and probably a lot of people are Mm -hmm. struggling is the claiming it because I don't, um, a know what to do with that power. I've, I've always felt like a victim. Um, so this would be a totally new narrative to, uh, I don't know what that looks like. Do I turn into a Donald Trump asshole who's like, I expect, I, I accept and expect and mm-hmm. the best and like now I'm claiming it and I ruin the environment and like blah, 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 blah. That's a fear. And um, do I think I'm better than people now? Like it, so that all goes back to not accepting it in the right way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of goes back to once again, and I'm just a pusher for meditation. Mm. I just, I can't. I, I can't not be that way because you're getting a direct experience with your source, which is pure being. Right. And when you pull back to pure pure being and you, you touch on that, you know you your body moves into a hypometabolic state of de excitation, which causes the nervous system to release stress and then the universe, that universal value gets imprinted on the ego structure. So Mm. you used to be small self, but now you're small self and you have doubts. What are the doubts? I might be the universe. Right. (laughs) And after a while, there's a merger that takes place. The universe takes you over and it's not like you'll lose. All you're really going to lose is all your fears. That's, that's, that's what happens. So claiming it, you don't even have to do the work. Yeah. Universe claims you in in a sense. All you have to do is intend to claim it. That's what we the 12 have... steps are telling us too. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I'm reading return to love. Good book. By Miriam yeah. Williamson. Mm-hmm. I'm always afraid I'm going to get people's names wrong because I usually do. I hear when you get her name wrong, she comes after you and gives you a beat down. <laughs> <laughs> she talks about how like just shifting fear, I guess not shifting, but like allowing love instead of fear. Yeah. And that's, her message over and over and over again. Yeah. Which seems like the easiest thing to do. Like, but when you say it, when you talk about it, but it, it's very, it's very challenging. She's, she's right. But here's what's difficult about that. It, it's not taking into account the stresses in your body. And as long as you have a human bo- body, you can accumulate stresses. Stresses are when, when you, when you're, unable to interact with any kind of change of expectation. When that happens, a sequence, the fight or flight sequence begins, and those stresses get imprinted into your nervous system. Those, when you have a bunch of those, you get triggered. And then when you have a bunch of those triggers, you start to feel duress on the nervous system and fatigue, depression, anger, paranoia, all that kind of stuff. It's all stress, all of it. So even if you think, I I once heard Muji, he's an enlightened man and Um, I love him. And I saw him in India telling this guy, just come into the present, just come into the present, just come into the present. You can't do it. It's not, it's not good teaching. Yeah. I mean, I love Muji. Yeah. 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 And if you saw him, I think he's kind of, I think he's kind of hot. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. He's, he's, he's a teddy bear. He's a walking teddy bear. But he used to be a football player. Muji did. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's funny. But he, he, in a way, he was on message, but it doesn't take into the account. Like you can tell yourself, "I'm in the present," but you, if you feel depression, it's going to pull you back into the body, and you're going to sink into that low vibration. What we have to do is get the stresses out, and the only way to do that is deep rest. If you can, most people like sleep isn't deep enough. 
you have to go deeper. You have to move the physiology into a state of your, in your least excited state. And then stresses come out. And then this stuff starts getting relevant. And what Guru Dev or Swami Brahmananda Saraswati says um, becomes a possibility. So what you're saying is I'm not insane. It's my central nervous system. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's, that's good to hear. Although, although with that comes a little bit of, you know, there's two, there's two things that need to happen for enlightenment. One, you got to get the stresses out. You just, you can't, if you get this, it's like putting, if you, you know, a stress-free nervous system is like upgrading the hardware. So right now you are a 60 watt light bulb, but enlightenment might deliver 120 watts. So we have to upgrade the body, the nervous system by getting the stresses out. So you can handle the upgrade of the software of the mind. So mistaken intellect is a whole other thing. You know, you can have a stress-free nervous system, but still think that people don't like you. Now that is the mistaken intellect. That's someone whose intellect hasn't capitulated into enlightenment yet. Meaning everything else at that point is probably enlightened, but the universe or the, um, sorry, your intellect is probably saying, well, I'm just little old me. I don't. (laughs) You know, I don't deserve it. And there's really no proof. So it's like we're being rude to the universe by not claiming it. Yes. If we, if we're doubting ourselves, we're doubting the universe and the universe is like, fuck you. I'm going to give you what you think of me. Right. The universe just wants to prove you right. The universe is, is energetically will give you whatever, whatever you're vibing. But yeah, in a way, it is like being, you, you hit upon something really interesting. You're, we go around viol, violating the laws of nature. Yeah, and understanding the laws of nature is actually, the, that's the path to the correction of the intellect. Mm. And you know, we understand things like gravity because it's scientifically measurable by, you know, you can drop an apple. Apples. There it is. <laughs> yeah, apples told us. <laughs> But, um, but there's other laws of nature that, that we can understand that if once we, once we understand these laws of nature, they help us navigate life. They help us operate, you know? And, um, so it's important to, and they're all Vedic, you know, these, these, these laws of nature are all about consciousness and how consciousness operates on the microcosm and the macrocosm. But this, what he said is a law of nature. Yeah. It's, it's funny how much resistance the ego, the little self, the psyche has to that because I, I know what you're saying is true and I have touched Mm -hmm. it in meditation. I, if I do go there in meditation the next day, I don't want to meditate again. You you know what I mean? Like it's, (laughs) I I know I could go there and the ego doesn't Mm -hmm. want me to. Right, because the ego is afraid it's going to die, which it is. Right, but it's funny because the ego wants me to die, but just like actually die. Right, the, and the ego thinks, yeah, the ego is afraid. The ego's convinced that it runs the show and that it's all about, you know. But the ego has everything to do with, with self-identity and ideas and all of that kind of stuff and you know if if you just meditate over and over and over and over again it's 
it's going to start waning. It's going, you, you, it's going to lose its grip. Yeah. You don't have to force the issue. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. This isn't, you don't battle the ego. Do you think you need some yeah. aspect of it as a human being? In, we do. But we do. what's the balance? It's like, well, it wouldn't how be much fun is, is a, we didn't have an ego. Yeah. It's part of the story. But what's interesting is that when you first start meditating, you know, I, I see this story unfold every time I get a new student. First, they want to sign up and then there's resistance. And another is transcend. They don't, they don't like the thought-filled meditations where you're releasing stress. They just want to transcend and everything. But, um, but when you're a new meditator and you've transcended, it's, it feels so good. All you want is that state of no boundaries. And a lot of people's behavior changes. They start traveling a lot or they just want to get rid of boundaries as much as they can. Get rid of boundaries, get rid of boundaries, because inside it feels so good to do that. Right before you become enlightened, it's like you're racing so fast towards that finish line that you have to start looking for boundaries to put up, because you're, if you become completely unbounded, you'll disintegrate, disintegrate. You'll fall apart. You'll, you'll disappear out of the universe, either quickly or slowly, so people who are really who are really enlightened, they start to organize boundaries, and they always do it through the ego. And it's called Laisha Vidya. And what they'll do is they'll find some weird thing to keep them relevant, some like bad little behavior to keep them on earth and keep them relevant. And so this all is these, something they have to do, is what you're saying. They have to do it. They have to have some kind of vanity or lusty behavior or greed or gluttonous you know habits or something like that they need to cultivate it and it's they call it faint remains of ignorance and you see it every enlightened master has this in some form you know you might see an enlightened master who is a little acts a little too superior or like that's why you see i see so many super spiritual people with egos about their spirituality and mm -hmm. i think that's hilarious that's not Laisha Vidya. <laughs> that's oh, that's okay. something completely okay. different. Okay, yeah, that's you're like that's Los Angeles, California. <laughs> yes, ex exactly. <laughs> that's a, that's spiritual bullshit, which is what Meg and I were also talking about, like spiritual dogma, and I think it's called kashaya. There's a Sanskrit term for it. I forget what it. We were yeah. Should we talk about what we were talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're scared. I don't want to name names. No, well, we won't name names. We were just talking about how, like, it's like how almost in the field of work that we work in, Teo and I and you, um, we need to be more narcissistic. And it's hard to to cultivate that because you want to do it in a healthy way. Well, yeah, I don't... I, I I don't know if I'm a narcissist or not. All I know is that the more I meditate, the more whatever narcissism I do have, I can feel and it's the worst. Mm. So I've even, but then I look at a lot of the people in the spiritual community and I think, how can they be so shameless? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? It's like a feeling of superiority, right? S yeah, spiritual superiority. Is that, is that narcissist? But like, well, when you there's feel narcissism. Narcissistic traits. Narcissism is when someone is so 
so involved in themselves that they're not interested in anyone else's experience. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying I'm at like, but when you start to feel those character traits within yourself, and you, what oh. what does that feel like? Like when you feel that come up, right? Um, like I'm not interested in anyone else's experience, <laughs> but only my only myself. So, yeah, basically what you just said. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but I also. I guess the one the one thing that isn't I isn't that freedom kind of in a way Sorry in a way no no that's no. what we were getting caught on we were like yeah. is it good is it bad we don't know this yeah. is in, this is an interesting topic yeah. yeah so to some extent it is it's healthy it's healthy for a while I mean to focus when, on yourself yeah and it's it's um, if you're doing it in a productive way it can be one of the best things for you and for other people. The, some you know, of the meditation best are Yeah. Meditation's in, extremely selfish. Mm. Even though you're also helping the world because if you heal yourself you're healing the collective. But we're not, I don't sit down and go, I'm time for me to heal the collective. <laughs> <laughs> I sit down to transcend, right. to have like deep experiences. See, I feel like it's that's selfless in a way. Well, it feels it feels good to you. Yeah, it feels like it feels because it feels really good, but it's selfish, but not in a bad way. I mean, it's a dependency, but but cultivating certain dependencies are good. We're dependent on love. That's good. We're dependent on food. That's good. We're dependent on people get dependent on meditation. That's good. Now, depend those are sustainable things that we can be dependent on. Now, if you're dependent on heroin. Well, that's not sustainable. You're going to die, you know, and that doesn't help you or the community. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to shame heroin addicts because they're doing the best they can. They, most of them really are. They're just trying to look for a different state of consciousness, which is what I'm doing. They're just looking in the wrong direction. Right. But what we were talking about too is a lot of the spiritual narcissism comes from, you know, there's a lot of people who want, and it's hard because if you go into this field, a yoga teacher, meditation teacher, you're immediately in danger of it, which is I want to be enlightened. And then there's this other part, which is I want other people to think I'm enlightened. And then people try to bridge the gap. So you might have someone who becomes a meditation teacher and just wants everybody to think that they're enlightened, but there's a gap there. They know they're not. So they will fake uh, a mood or an attitude to show that they're to bridge that gap by showing and it becomes observer dependent behavior mood making that's almost worse like just stay unconscious right? <laughs> <laughs> it is unconscious it is um yeah and you see it all the time i mean you see it you know on because of social media you see it on instagram and Facebook it's like it's like just constant pictures of yourself and this is what we were talking about mm -hmm. like I, I've seen I have colleagues who just take pictures of themselves every single day post it every single day about how enlightened and spiritual they are mm -hmm. and part of me is totally revolted like I can't um, I, I have such an aversion to it but then there's another part saying I'm kind of jealous about how they put themselves out there exactly I can't do that exactly oh God, I do the same thing so yeah mm -hmm. so finding that balance it's a balance yeah. yeah i should put myself out there more i should and not and i think and here's the selfish part i think i should put it out because i want more students why it's good for my livelihood 
I, and I like teaching. Every time I teach, I feel like I'm improving. But I have to remind myself, and this is the thing, I need to put myself out there for the people who can't locate me or the, for the people who don't know I exist. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people I know I exist, they don't care. They know what I do. They don't care. A lot of my dear friends, how's your meditation thing going? I think you're doing great for the world. Oh, you want to learn to meditate? No. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> but then there are people out there who are, th- who are thinking like, I kind of need this. And I don't know where to go. And I wish someone would just show up at the cafe that I'm sitting in right now. And, you know, and that, that happens too. Yeah. Um, one of my best clients told best clients excuse me clients yeah he just in terms of he learned meditation he just became uh, he his his state of consciousness skyrocketed Mm. after he learned he learned all the advanced techniques all the vedic knowledge and he found me because he told my parents he's like "I'm, i'm looking for a meditation teacher do you guys know of anybody and they're like, yeah, our son. <laughs> our son just got back from teacher training in Bali. This was several years ago. And he's like, great. And he came to me and he's been studying with me ever since. So there's people out there that need me to put myself out there. But at the same time, I don't want to be. I know. I know. It's a real, it's a real, um, the thing about life that's so annoying mm-hmm. is that it's, it is second by second. Like it doesn't, it doesn't stay the same every day. Some days you yeah. need to put your picture up. Some days you don't. And <laughs> you just can't. There's no formula. No, it's always in flux. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect balance. You're always trying to, you know, the balance is always changing. What's right today is going to be com- completely different five minutes from now. And this is why people get, people get caught up on this too because they want quotes, affirmations, and aphorisms to rule their life and be right in every single situation. But really it's about, you you know, the flow of consciousness is always changing. So meditators are, you're surfing, you're surfing um, and trying to find that balance all the time in each moment. See, that's, I think that's my, my trouble, I guess, is that, I'm like, I constantly want to know the outcome. Like I want to know like X times Y equals Z. I, I was never good at geometry, but I imagine <laughs> that's some type of equation somewhere. But I want to know that the energy I'm putting out is going to equate this outcome or that outcome. Why? You know that though. So I'm constantly calculating different outcomes. So you have time to meditate. I have so much time if to you're meditate. sitting if you're sitting around speculating yeah yeah all day then you long. have time all day long. i do this with my career i do this with men and how right are you have you ever been right um yeah kind of, yeah i have what's your percentage i'd say like like 60 percent. then you need to start you need to go to vegas vegas yes like if you're if you're that good of a speculator, I'm just then I'm you're in the wrong business. No, I'm just like slightly intuit intuitive, slightly psychic. I don't want to say I'm like sure all of these guys. I'm so gifted. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna post a picture, but like I have, I'll get like hunches, you know. Yeah, and they'll be correct. And I think that that's, that's your my fine s- level of feeling. That's not speculation. Fine level of feeling happens in the gut. Speculation is a is an activity of the intellect but there's a knowing 
there's like a higher knowing like right. of information that I'm getting and I'm and I'm and I'm always on it's always right. So that's her gut. Yeah. But this is what messes me up is I think that that gives me control over like all of these specific things because of but and then I try and then I try to like speculate and control and that's where I Right, because you spec people speculate right. so they can control. So they speculate, they make a guess for the future. Now that I know the future, I'm going to try and stop it from happening. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Because you forgot to speculate that you're going to try and stop it from happening. Uh, It's more about like making things happen that I want to make happen. What do you want to make happen? Yeah, it does. But what do you want to make happen? Just so I have, you know, so many career goals. You can look at my whiteboard and it's like, this is a maniac. Like what is she's so like, it's just but like that's all not over the place. That, that, so the enlightened perspective on this, okay, give it to me is, or the Vedic perspective is that whatever you want control, first of all, controls a fallacy. No one controls anything. Truth you bomb. cannot control your, you can't, you're not in control. Yeah. No one is in control. Sorry, but learn that it's, it's good to know. Second, whatever you want control won't get you there, but soft thinking de-exciting your your mental state and then gently resting your attention on what you want out of life that then you will you say that one more time yes and then you let go and let nature organize it for you so desires that was beautiful so this is how desires work desires especially meditators if you if you're a meditator and you have a desire you can bet that that is not your desire in the first place but the desire of the universe the universe works through us. Why? Because we're the universe, right? Mm-hmm. So you get a desire and it's not yours. It's not the individual's. Now, I'm not talking to non-meditators right now. If, if you have a body full of stress and you've never meditated, then those sig- it is happening in you, but those signals are getting confused with stresses. But once you start meditating, if you've been meditating for three months, six months, it's game on. The desires you feel are coming from the universe. The universe wants to make something manifest. It sends that out and, you know, a hundred people get the desire. Now oh. it's time for you to manifest it. And the way to do that is to not beg, turn around and beg the universe for it to, to make it happen. It's already told you it's going to happen. All you have to do is put your attention on it let go and let nature organize. Nature organizes. Does this make sense? It makes so much sense. And this is like, my head is exploding hearing this because I've been praying for a shift of perception Mm -hmm. because I know that how my brain has been working is not helpful. Yeah. And that's one of the best best prayers you can make because people pray to make things happen. But it's better to pray for a shift in perspective. Because I know, because mm-hmm. yeah, perce- yeah, perception. Yeah. It's like I know that I'm perceiving reality and like how to control reality. Like this is ludicrous. Right. So instead of you know, I want my life to be different than it is mm-hmm. right now, but it's not. So yeah. how can I like? Instead of changing my life, how can I change the way I think and feel about it? So you, people are always trying to change the circumstances of their life. Stop doing that. Yeah. Change yourself. It's an inside job. You have to start within. 
And you can help yourself by getting rid of stresses through deep rest, the deepest rest you can find. I prefer Vedic meditation, mm-hmm. teoburkhart.com, <laughs> or any of my colleagues. It, do- it doesn't matter. Um, deep rest, get the stresses out, and then start learning the laws of nature so you can leverage them and act accordingly. And this is not to make your life miserable. miserable. These laws of nature are set up to make you happy. You let go. One of the best things I ever did was just let go. Most people are trying to swim upstream in a raging river. And the best thing they could do is go, fuck it. And just float and let the river carry them wherever it's going to carry them. And But for a, a minute, it's going to be uncomfortable, right? No. Seconds after, it's going to be super fun. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm letting go of a lot of shit. That I'm just like, fuck it. And I'm kind of like being pushed under the rapids right now, yeah. but I'm, I know I'm going to, I'm, I'm hopeful I'm going to pop up and start floating. Whenever you run into someone randomly, the way we ran into each other, mm. those are always great signs because there are no coincidences. You Agreed. knew, you and I both knew we were in the right place at the right time, even though for both of us, it seemed like, what are we both doing mm-hmm. here? <laughs> yeah. I was like t- walking to the place to get my coffee, knowing yeah. that I didn't want my, I was like, I'm going the wrong way. I want coffee from another place. Right. But yeah, I was drawn to yeah. where you were sitting. Which shows that nature's organizing mm-hmm. in both of our lives, by the way. Yeah. And, um, and that all you have to do is follow charm. So meditators, they follow, they follow charm. They follow, that's the language of nature. That's nature's green light to say, go here, go here, or your fine level of feeling. And that's all you were doing. You were just, well, I, you know, it had nothing to do with what you thought. It's, I feel like going this way. You were telling me yesterday that you've been living your life following charm for the past year. Yes. Like not rational thinking, just. For the most part. So 2017, I did that. Okay. And I would say I would, if I was going to, I, I would have to grade myself because I don't think I was perfect at it because it's a, it's a, it's a lesson. Like you gotta, you gotta figure it out. But I put all, all of my stuff in storage and I said, I'm just going to follow charm. Oh, I have, amazing. yeah. And these experiments, they start, you can like practice like, okay, I'm going to follow charm for the next five minutes, see what happens. Or I'm going to do it all weekend. Just follow charm no matter what. And say a little bit more about that. Just following what, like if you're like, I need to go to Taco Bell and, and Studio City. Yes, then go. Even though to your non-meditators, the, uh, people who don't meditate always feel charmed to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> so do I. Especially <laughs> if they're stoned. Stoned non-meditators can be found at Taco Bell. Right. But, you know, if, if you have a meditation practice, then fo- following charm is good. And that means... Don't let your intellect reason you out of making decisions. Just feel the decision. Well, I want to do that because I feel like it. I want to go there because I feel like it. I want to, you know, you're going to, a bunch of people now are going to like text their ex or something and (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) Right. Also, and we like, we do understand that people have families and people, you know, we live like kind of a different Mm -hmm. life that, we can follow charm. Some mothers of an eight month old might not be able to as much. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot about surrender, but you're surrendering to what you want to do. And then you're not making excuses or putting up a fight. I put all my stuff in storage in December of 2016, went to India. And then I wound up being in India for three months. It was charming. 
And then I was like, I wound up doing more traveling, more exotic traveling last year. And it was all funded by the way. Mm. I never had to worry about money. I never had to think, well, where is this going to come from? It was just, as soon as I wanted to do it, the funding was there. It was weird. Wow. It was really, really cool. Um, it's like as soon as you made that decision, yeah, the universe was like, I have your back. Here you go. That's right. That's right. So if something isn't manifesting, are we just holding on to it way too tightly? Question. Yeah, it is a good question. Um, so when the, when the universe intends to manifest something, you'll get a desire. So let's say it's, I don't know, a desire for a job or something like that. You, you know. No, I don't have that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're about as ambitious as I am. <laughs> Less work. Um, but if you have, you, you might feel, okay, I want this to manifest. And you move in that direction and it doesn't manifest. Well, nature may have changed its mind or nature could have been using that desire just to motivate you to get to point A to point B. Mm. So the, the second step to this whole thing is to surrender our attachments to specific timings and outcomes. Just Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> that part. I don't, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> oh God, I feel so guilty. You should see the whiteboard. She has like down to the weeks. God. Yeah, but but the the next thing on the on on the whiteboard is just like, you know, if it's your wish, like if if the whiteboard is a isn't going to come true, I guarantee you, what will come true is way better than what's on that whiteboard for you and for everybody. I could cry, but it's true. Yeah. That always that always happens, and people think like, um, oh, I have a friend yeah. who is on Glow which is on Netflix it's in second oh, yeah, season, yeah. Jackie. And she um, is on a huge billboard on Times Square. Huge. Yeah. And it's, it's her. It's her own billboard. And she wrote in the caption, I never envisioned myself being on a billboard for the fear of my dream not coming true. And here is my dream presenting itself saying, look, what, look what's possible. Mm-hmm right in front of my face to show me that it's like, she basically was like, you know, it, it was one of that. It was like a moment in time. I don't, it was like what got across to me was the fact that like exactly what you just said, what our goals that we have and what we want, it's way bigger and beautiful than we even. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. We're, we're small thinkers. We think we're, we're, we have big ideas not not really not all the time usually nature has bigger ideas for us we think that oh if i can only achieve this and if it doesn't work out you'll be you'll get on your knees and thank god Mm. um and then whatever takes its place is always more interesting more relevant and more fulfilling and more fun That that allows me to like relax a little bit that's good you definitely need that. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's like, I'm happy I did not bring you a coffee. You're already, there's too much going. You're shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Dana's just like really, really, really hardworking and really practical and really, I, I don't know, like scared that. Yeah, well, I fear. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, it's so relatable. Yeah. I feel like I have to work so hard for my dreams to come true because that's what you're I was a writer 
that was a uh, comedian, writer, okay. actor. Yeah. We just met, by the way. Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I, I don't know. Is that conditioning of like my family being like, you have to work. Like my mom literally being like, if you want to be successful, like you have to make sacrifices and like work yourself to the bone. Yeah. If you want to be successful, work hard. If you want to be more successful, work less. If you want to be super successful, don't do any work at all and let nature <laughs> organize it for you. I'm serious. So this is... Do less, accomplish more. You know, working, the, the brain actually doesn't like to work hard. It likes to work effortlessly. That's what I've been doing wrong for all these so years. You're, so people are struggling because they have some work ethic that's been, in, they've, they're indoctrinated into saying, well, hard work yields results. And I'm not going to say it, it, that doesn't happen sometimes, but the brain, especially in the arts, likes to work in a little more relaxed fashion. You know, you just, ideas come easier when your brain is chill, you know, instead of struggling. It's like when you're standing with a group of friends and someone walks up and you go, oh my God, I, this is my best friend in high school. And then suddenly you realize you don't remember the name. If you try to remember the name, you'll never remember it. So you go, hey man, what's up? Uh, and no one introduces yourself themselves and then they walk away. And then you can relax and then the name appears. Mm -hmm. We, we, we got to, you know, our brains just don't like to. That's why I forget names because yeah. I'm not relaxed. You're trying too hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to bring back relaxation to self-worth. We're going to kind of summarize. Okay. So all action has its basis in rest. Mm. We know this. You can't do anything unless you're rested. You know, if you skip a night's sleep, you feel weird and you feel like crap and you don't feel like you can perform. So action has its basis in rest. Dynamic action has its basis in dynamic rest. Dynamic rest is found through meditation, through de-excitation of the physiology. It's like pulling a string back on a bow when you're shooting an arrow. The farther you pull it back, the further the arrow is going to go. Uh, so the more we relax, the further we go in action exactly so the more we can accomplish do less rest more accomplish more the further we'll go but also we're accomplishing more in the field of activity but when we're pulling back the other thing that's happening is we're saturating saturating ourselves with unbounded unmanifest consciousness that wave is becoming symmetrical with the ocean so we lose individual value and gain universal value through direct experience so your self-worth just naturally grows when you start putting your priorities in unboundedness put your priority in universe in universal value instead of individual value through direct experience and this whole self-worth thing is going to be a non-issue you unstress it and you change who you think you are, not by trying to, but by direct experience. Could you give us an example for somebody who like feels guilty for relaxing? <laughs> um, what would be like? That person isn't actually relaxing a lot. Of, well, they might be relaxing, but it's not. There's indoctrination that says, you know, through through effort and focus and and trying that you'll have achievements and then achievements will define you but if you're meditating 
you, people who start to meditate, they may feel like, oh, I don't deserve to meditate or I don't know who would think that, but I don't deserve to relax. That would be a more common thought. I don't have time. I need to work hard. But once you start meditating, you see how good it is for you. It's kind of like saying, I don't deserve to eat this health food. Who would say that? Yeah. You know, everybody would just eat it because they know you're going to be better energized. The body will respond better to it. You know, it's, it's the same argument. I have lots of people who tell me they stopped meditating. Why? Well, I had too much going on. Well, that's kind of like saying it got cold out, so I took my parka off. Or I was too hungry, so I didn't eat. These aren't reasons. I'm too busy to meditate is why you meditate. So doing more by relaxing. Wait. Accomplishing more. Accomplishing more by relaxing more. Yes. Always. Ask any meditator. I know. This is hard for me to wrap my brain around. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hey, this is what I did today. I woke up. I meditated. Mm-hmm. I went for a hike and then I went to the beach all day. Well, what's going to happen is let's start. You'll meditate. Is that rela- Is that like, you're like, yeah, you're killing it no, in your career. That should actually be your goal. <laughs> what? But then what you, the day you just described, that sounds like an amazing day. But what you'll find is that you'll meditate and then you'll get this idea. Oh, I should do this. And it will move you into dynamic activity. I want to write this down and fix this thing that I was working on yesterday and you do all that stuff and then you go to the beach and then you find out that the stuff, those little seeds that you planted have, um, grow in different ways and that the universe meets your other demands just by delivering it to you on a silver platter. So you don't have to go out and get it. It's like ordering delivery. Deepak Chopra wrote a book about this called the spontaneous fulfillment of desire. All you have to do is meditate and then if things aren't, your desires aren't delivered to you, you'll know exactly how to go about accomplishing them through efficient action. Ooh, I like this. Yeah. <sighs> and it's so easy. I'd like to Postmates. Um. Yeah. <laughs> A boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Among many <Yeah>. other things. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it sounds... Um, it sounds too good to be true, but I know it is true. And mm-hmm. it's it's like just getting out of our own way and uh, letting it be okay and amazing and mm-hmm. flowing. And continuing to meditate. And, the, and you'll course. see this because anybody who's been meditating for as long as I have, they're, they're advocates for this because they know it works. Mm-hmm. Where we know what doesn't work, which is being Thinking. stressed out. Yeah and being down on ourselves for no reason. We yeah. don't deserve to suffer. We don't deserve to suffer. We that deserve is, the best. Yeah, suffering is an affront to nature. You're violating a, a lot, pain is inevitable. There's no way around it, but, but suffering is a choice and you can get out of that cycle by resting, resting those stresses out. Can you just explain the difference between pain and suffering? Yeah, if I put, so as long as you, has a, as long as you have a human body, you're gonna experience pain. I could take a fork and just jam it right into your liver and you're, it's going to hurt. You might even sue me. Yeah. Suffering is two years later when, you know, Megan goes out to lunch with you and you say, and then he stuck the fork in me and Megan goes, it's been two years. <laughs> oh my God, I do And this. you're healed. <laughs> 
and he was trying to tr- prove a point. Maybe not, you know, not a very elegant point since he had to go to the hospital. I still bring up things from the past and my friends yeah. are like, get over what it. What for? That's <laughs> suffering. You know why? Because you get a stroke from it. You suffer and then people will be like, I know he was a dick. And you go, yeah, he was. And then you feel like I got to be the victim and I got a little bit of love and I got to be right and they got to be wrong. Just yeah, that's always fun. Finish the suffering. <laughs> It's tempting. Yeah. It's really tempting. Because how do you, because how do you get love when you're just killing it? You're, you're, when you're killing it, you're giving love. Yeah. And love is self-generated. It's a myth that love comes from outside of you. All love is self-generated. All of it. You don't get, you, you can't, no one can cut off their love from you. Yeah, true. Everything's generated. I, um, that's how I received so much love as a kid whenever I was like sick. Yes. or something bad happened to me or whatever, my mom would be, that's when my mom showered me with love. And then yep. all other times she didn't. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like that's a way of me being like, hi, love me Yeah, to my friend. That creates hypochondriacs. Oh. My mom's a little like that too. She, because her dad was an alcohol, uh, alcoholic. So if she got sick, then she would get the attention. Yes. So she's, whenever she's sick, she mentions it to people. You know, she, it's an unconscious thing. Oh. You know, it's a way of getting love. Well, Teo, once again, mind blown in every direction, uh, east, west, north, and south. Agreed. Our compasses are, exploding. like, exploding. <laughs> um, is there anything you want to leave us with that... Yes. Okay. Meditate. Oh, fuck. Always. Find me or one of my colleagues and learn to meditate. It's, yeah. it, you deserve the best. Mm. You deserve a life full of fulfillment and happiness and relevancy and having all of your desires met. And it's possible. And if you don't feel like you deserve it, just take a few scary steps in that direction. And how, what's your, can you spell your website out? Yes, T H E O. B-U-R-K-H-A-R-D-T dot com. My Instagram is B-T-H-E-O. And I post a bunch of things on there. But the last time I was on, a lot of people learned to meditate. I can't believe it. The the vibrators are so amazing. They're so cool. You call them vibrators? Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Hi, vibers. Yeah, and I got to meet a lot of your your listeners and teach some of them and a lot of them reached out and learned with some of my colleagues and that's uh that's amazing so Ah. you're changing lives it's good stuff so are you so are you dana and so is everybody who's listening who's interested in these beautiful amazing different ways of being so we love you and we'll talk to you soon and thank you for coming on teo thanks for having me and uh have a beautiful day Today's episode of Superficial Magic was brought to you by ThriveMarket.com. Thrive Market's everyday prices are 20 to 50% lower than your average organic grocer. And for an additional 25% off, you can go to ThriveMarket.com forward slash Superficial Magic. This is what you gotta do. Ain't no treadmill. No, no, no. Ain't no bicycle. No, no, no. Do it on a yoga mat. No, no, no. It's from shaking that. 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.